talking about gear. I think a lot of mm -hmm. people get kind of hung up on gear. And more recently, I realized that while it's important, it's not everything. Like I just did a shoot recently with just like a regular Nifty 50 and mm -hmm. like the 1.8. And I was really, really happy with the results. And I, for the longest time was like, pixel peeping I don't, like I don't have a 1.2 like what am I going to do uh, they're going to know I'm an amateur and like no I was really happy with how that came out so what would your advice be to somebody who is looking to um, maybe purchase a camera or they're they feel limited by the gear I'm sure you get this question a lot mm -hmm. how do you respond to something like that the first thing we have to remember is that the tech industry which includes photography is so geared to be consumerism and driven by marketing and this is old you need the new thing there's right. launches every year whether it's for cameras completely new systems or lenses there's always upgrades there's always new versions of lenses and it's pushed down our throats if you are somebody who does follow all of the camera accounts, you're really honed in on the up, like the tech blogs and things. And they're driven by sales, which is, that's what their job is. Right. But you right. have to be a conscious consumer and you have to realize that if you have, let's say a Canon 5D Mark four, and you are seeing a bunch of people online upgrading to the newest mirrorless Canon R camera. Mm -hmm. And you feel like, oh my gosh, my Mark IV is three years old. I need <laughs> to go, I need to upgrade. I, this, it's so much better. You have to make the conscious decision as a, you have to be a conscious consumer mm -hmm. when you are buying new tech, a gear, and really make sure that you are doing it from a place of number one, financial wisdom. Is it a good investment truly for your wallet and bank account and not just your business, but can you swing this? So just making sure that you're making wise decisions as a consumer and that you are aware of how this whole system works, you know, how it is capitalism. And so mm -hmm. just being aware of it, and that's the best way to make decisions on what you're going to purchase. And maybe you do need to upgrade your gear and you can still do that with wisdom. And a great way also to buy is to buy used. So I love KEH. That's where you can buy, you can sell, you can trade and you can repair your camera equipment. It's so much more, um, it's cheaper, like up to 40% cheaper. And it's also so much better on the environment, whether you're buying or if you're selling, because if you're going to sell your gear, a lot of the times it could end up in landfill. If you just, it's so, such an old lens, you can't get anything for it. You are going to drop it off the thrift store and that's going to end up in the landfill or you're going to just throw it away. It's going to end up in the landfill. So buying used is the best, one of the best decisions I think you can make when it comes to purchasing gear. So I know you've made a whole bunch of practical content, you know, about gear, about um, posing. I, you actually taught me how to, to do this thing, like with women, how like you go like from up top rather than like below, because like it elongates their mm -hmm. legs. I just did that recently. So that's kind of fun. But of all the pieces of content that you've created, like if you were to, if someone was new to your channel, what are some of the, your favorite videos that you've made and would be a good place to start when they're checking out your, your channel? For anyone who is just beginning out in photography and you are starting from zero, I would say the videos where I teach how to shoot on manual mode a lot of the times it can be really overwhelming to learn manual. The resources out there are very overly technical and every video on my channel, I make it a point to teach so practical, very simple and to the point. And then from there, 
people can decide if they want to go to those other resources to learn even more in depth. But I want to be a, like a launching point for people. And so any of those videos, how to shoot manual, if you're interested in learning how to do film photography, I also teach it very practical. And then if you are using your camera in your business, whether it's for photography or you need a DSLR for your own goods and services, then I have lots of videos on what lens is a good fit for you, budget lenses, lens comparisons. And again, broken down very simply, not over technical people the average person just wants an answer. Should I buy this lens? Yes or no. And my videos, I try to make it so focused in where by the end they know Mm -hmm. instead of continuing to do the research and continuing because chances are they've already done the research on the lens, but they're left with that question. I don't know if it's worth the price. Is it, am I going to be able to use it in different situations? So when they come to my channel, I want the consumer of the content to be able to always make a decision by the end of the video. So I know that that in, in portrait photography, which is a, a good amount of what you do, not all of it, obviously, but I know that some people swear by the 35, like Julia Trotty, another one of my favorite mm-hmm. YouTubers out there. She is like huge on the 35. I love the 35. Yeah. More recently, I've been having kind of a love affair with the 50 millimeter. Um, I definitely could see how like the 1.8 is good, but in low light can be kind of like limiting, but the focal length of the 35 and the 50, that's kind of like where I'm at now. But do, do you have a preference? In ter- like, do, like, do you have a favorite? My favorite of all time, if I had to just pick one, would be the 50 millimeter 1.2 from Canon. Mm-hmm. But that's only in recent years. Before, um, it was the Sigma 35R. And that is still one of my most used lenses um, for whenever I'm out traveling. If I had to just pack one lens with me for a trip, it will be the 35. And so I think because the 50 has become my favorite in the past two years, it's because I haven't been traveling. Mm -hmm. And so I have more of that flexibility for shoots where I can move back. I'm not, you know, snapping photos of architecture or little things that I see. I don't need to include the architecture maybe in my photo. If I do, it's the space needle and I can easily, you know, scoot back and things like that. So it's interesting to see as like my lifestyle has changed what lenses also become favorites. So right now, definitely the 51.2, but I also love the 35 and I love using them in conjunction with each other. But when I go on a trip for myself, like my own kind of vacation, I really want to be pretty light with my gear. And so I do choose the 35 for that because you can create beautiful portraits with it. You have to know how to use it, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's simple once you get it. So I have mm-hmm. like the, the lower end of the budget. I have the 35 1.8 and then the 50 1.8, the RF lenses for the R6. And mm-hmm. there's the 85 F2. And as some, I want to do like portraits, like my dream is to do like cool portraits of like celebrities and, you know, like every other photographer kind of thing. But I don't have the 85 and I, but I definitely want to have like that sort of that versatility with the, with the prime lenses. If you had those two lenses, like the 35 millimeter and the 50, would you get the 85, like the cheaper 85 or would you save your money and go for one on the the lower end of the spectrum and just kind of like work that 50, if if that makes sense? That's a good question. And I do get that very popular question in the build and bloom Facebook group. So I would say the first thing is looking at your own financial situation. Honestly, is it wise for you to upgrade right now? If it's not, 
and you want it to be a goal, how are you going to hit that goal? Then looking at, could I buy it used on KEH and save a couple hundred dollars? If I buy it used, does that mean that I could then buy it um, the 1.2 versus the 1.8 that or the 1.4 that I was originally going to get? So I'm going to save money, but I'll spend the same amount, but be able to upgrade. So it's making those own financial decisions for yourself and wisdom and seeing if you're going to be able to get that return on your investment. How many shoots do you have booked for the upcoming you know, quarter? So again, like I said before, being a conscious consumer and making those wise decisions. And then you can, you know, ask yourself, is this going to improve my photography? Will this enable me to deliver even better work to my clients? Will I be able to raise my prices? So I get even more of a return, a return on investment faster with the purchase. And if the answer is yes, then go for it. But it is so different for everyone, right? The 85 is a beautiful lens. I don't own it, but I rent it and I love using the 85 1.2. It is a lens though, that's not as versatile, but if you are doing portrait photography, it will work great for you. It's going to produce some beautiful images. So it's so individualized. And I wish I could tell everybody, yes, complete your trio, have a 35, <laughs> 50, 85, or okay. You have a 35, you're deciding between a 50 or an 85, go for the 85. It's so, it's so hard to say for everybody, but that's my advice. And that's how you, with that kind of mindset and asking yourself those questions, that's how you can make purchasing decisions with all of your gear and all of your equipment, right? So just to kind of taking those questions, asking yourself, you'll know the answer and you'll either know it instantly or you'll know it after you look over the books. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. 